Welcome to Machine Learning. Today I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, joins in pandas. So there's basically an inner join, a left join, and uh, those are your two primary joins, and then you do your group buys. So with an inner join, you have a one-to-one relationship on a unique identifier key. And uh, the way you do that in pandas is you use the merge function. So um, you use the first data frame, call it A, data frame A, and dot merge, and then the um, data frame that you're merging into, comma, on, and then a list of your keys. And it can be a composite key or it can be a, uh, uh, another key, but they needs to, it needs to be unique. Otherwise, you'll get duplication um, of the records. And that's where the group by is helpful, is that you can take a look at the resulting set, do some counts, make sure that the shape, um, the, data, the resulting data frame shape is the expected uh, record count. And you can also do uh, group by on the fields and, uh, and then do an aggregate or you can do a set of aggregates by using the AGG function. So if you do a set of aggregates or the AGG, you just specify what aggregate functions that you want it to output, and it will uh, it will create those those outputs. And um, the merge function also allows you to add suffix to it, so that you can see which uh, data frame source came from. So you. It, if you had a column that say it was column one and you put the suffix for the data frame as uh, A underscore A and then underscore B for your second data frame, then the columns that are from data frame A will have the suffix of underscore A and then the um, columns that are from data frame B will have the suffix of underscore B at the head of the column. And that way you can see the sources where the data has been uh, brought in from. And if you have then duplicate column names, you don't have problems. Uh, I believe that data frame automatically will put those suffixes if there's duplicate column names. So uh, with a group by, you can do more than one column. You can do one or more columns and then you can also take your resulting uh, data frame that uh, results from the group by on the uh, concatenated data frame or the new data frame. Call it C, data frame C. And you can do a group by on that with multiple columns. And then you can also uh, do a sort underscore values. And then you can specify the by value and then list the the uh, field names that you want to sort it on and then you can say ascending equals and then a list 
of ascending, whether it's false or true, for each one of the columns uh, that you've, you're sorting by. So that was a little bit tricky when I looked at that and uh, was thinking about how to do the sorting on a grouping with more than one column. The uh, and so the what the difference with left uh, you can do a you can do a left join still just using the merge uh, and treating it like an inner join, or you can specify that the join type is uh, left join by saying how equals left in the merge function or the merge uh, uh, method on the data frame. Is that a better way of saying it? Well, so then the question is, is uh, the, the, uh, why, are you, why are we talking about merging? Well, you're going to have data sources from, you're going to have data from multiple data sources and uh, you want to be able to bring them together into one data frame and possibly, if necessary, you would have to use streaming. If it's, say, like there are like millions of records and you want to do the join, um, you, you would read them in and in the data chunks, uh, not sure on, on how to handle merging with extremely large forms. So I'm going to back off that because I was just thinking about that process because you because you're you're going to need to load have both of the data frames in memory to do the join. So it's possible that you would probably need to do some data manipulation um, that's outside of data frames for very large data sets and join them using file I.O. and uh, some sort of merge process that can be applied to large files. If not, we would have to look at how to do uh, merging on large files using the data frame merge function with some sort of streaming capability. Because maybe you don't have enough memory to bring in both both data sets and then merge them. Um, so that would be a challenge and something I would uh, have to think about. And I'll, I'll get back up with you on that. Well, the other area that I studied yesterday that was kind of interesting is uh, functions and nested functions. Now, nested functions were are kind of interesting because they still, it's like they, uh, with a function, you can pass in a tuple which is one or more variables, and that's denoted by a star args, or you can pass key value pairs, and uh, that's denoted by a curly brace, and then your key value pair combinations, uh, and the, so your key can have a different name, and then your pair can have different data types, and you you have that in a key value pair, and then you can receive that in as a double arg, star star or, um, args, and then you can iterate over those args using a for item in um, 
args.items. So you just treat it like a dictionary item. And then you get the key, uh, you can do uh, iterate and get a key, <clears throat> comma, value in args.items. So it returns the key and the value. <clears throat> and so that, that's a really nice uh, feature to have when you're passing in a function if you don't know all of the parameters that will eventually be passed in. And so uh, it, it just streamlines and makes it really easy to pass in. Uh, you, can, you can pass in in the dictionary item. It can have the key and it can be a list, a key and a number, a key and, and a string. So it's uh, almost uh, anything that you need to pass to that function can be passed in with the star star args. The other uh, cool thing that Python has is what they call nested functions. And so what you have is an outer function method and then embedded inside of that outer function is an inner function. And so, for example, in the outer function, you might define the parameters to that function. So, for example, if I'm dealing with uh, <clears throat> raised to the power is a good example. I'm raising to a certain power. So I would instantiate my, uh, met my, my, my function. So I say uh, funct1 equals <clears throat> raised to the power, and then I pass in a parameter, let's say 3. And then all the outer function would do is set the value of, let's say, a global or a, a, a local value to that function, call it n. And so n would then uh, be set. And then when I actually call the function, I say print, and I call func, and I pass in the value 4. And say in the inner function, I have a uh, return the value that I'm passing into, which would be 4, to the inner function, and um, raised to the power of n, which in this case, uh, I think I said 3. I may have said 3 or 2. I'm not sure which one. But let's say if it's 3, then that'd be 4 to the third power, which would be 64. If it was 2, then it would be... 16, 4 to the second power. So um, what that does is that you can think of that inner function as a pointer function. So it once you've uh, created the function, is the outer function, and then it returns back to you a pointer to the inner function, which when you call the value 4 on it, uh, it will now uh, re return back the, the inner function's value raised to that power. So that's kind of cool. And uh, you can do things like uh, you can play with variables. You can call it global and it'll let you know that that's a global value. Or you can tell it that it's a local and, uh, and then it treats it as a, a local value. But uh, there's, there's a lot of power in, uh, in the 
uh, uh, using nested functions, uh, and it uh, reduces code duplication. The other uh, feature I, I found that was interesting too is Lambda functions, and uh, the learned how to use the map, uh, which is you can pass in either a pre-built function or uh, a Lambda expression into the map function, and um, and then your list, comma, your list would be your second parameter. And so it'll apply every item in that list to the Lambda function you pass to or into the pre-built function that you pass. Like, for example, you might be doing square rooting all the numbers or you might be raising it to a certain power. Um, and that can be expressed in a Lambda function or it could just be expressed in as a as a, a pre-built function. So you wouldn't need the Lambda function in that case. It'd be, it'd be really powerful. Um, the one other thing that's interesting too is uh, the filter function. Uh, you can use that to basically the filter criteria, the lambda returns true or false, and then uh, it applies that to either a data frame or to a list, and uh, you get results back. So that's a, I like the filter function, the lambda, and you can also do a reduce. Uh, so that's a, uh, uses a lambda function that you can describe. So there's three, three key functions that you need to know uh, map filter and reduce and they're and they're used a lot and you can use that a lot in in uh, in getting and transforming uh, your data sets the other thing on the data frame that I found really interesting um, last over the, the previous day is the using of use of the transpose and the two dictionaries so I say like you want to um, take data that's uh, in row form and you want to move it to columnar form and then use those labels that were on the column as uh, dictionary keys. Then you can do a data frame dot set index and then use the, um, uh, the name of the new key field and dot transpose which would be dot T, and uh, then you would convert it to a dictionary, and then you would get your key value pairs, and then you can iterate over the dictionary by using a key comma value in um, the result colon, and then you grab the key and the values or the, the values. And those values can be iterated using comprehensions if it's a list. If it's a single value, then you just return it as a value. So it depends on what you're, you're storing in that uh, dictionary. And you can always use the type on the items to see what's in there um, because you might have a case statement depending on what's returned. And uh, if it's a dictionary, you might want to do an inner, another nested um, iteration. If it's a uh, list, you'll do a comprehension. 
if it's a, um, a string or numeric or date, then you just uh, utilize that single value. So those are some ideas on how to handle uh, dictionaries items.